So hi, everyone, and welcome back to a new semester of SNC Adventures Talk It Out podcast. My name is Katie Vandenhuten. Today, I'm joined with Elise, a student that was abroad this past spring semester in Prague, and whose program ended early due to the coronavirus pandemic. I will give Elise a moment to introduce herself. So as you know, I'm Elise. I studied in Prague, which is in the Czech Republic at Anglo-American University. I am a political science major, Spanish minor. I'm from a suburb of Milwaukee, and I have a dog who I love very much. And also, this is my last year here. All right, thanks, Elise. We're gonna go ahead and start with the questions. Um, So first of all, why did you choose to go to Prague for your semester abroad? I get asked that a lot, especially because I'm a Spanish minor, and people ask, why didn't you go to Spain? Um, I chose Prague because the program was pretty perfect for me. I was looking at Italy, but, you know, the pace of life is much slower. It's quite common (laughs) to be late. Um, And I'm a prompt person. And the Czech Republic, the culture turned out to be perfect for me, which is what we thought would happen. So that is why I chose Prague. Plus, it's incredibly historical. And I Austria, which is very near there. Oh, perfect. Um, So was studying abroad something that you always wanted to do, or did you become interested in it once you started here at St. Norbert? I always wanted to study abroad. My mom definitely would have done a lot of things different in college, and she said she wished she had studied abroad. Oh, sure. Um, But I um, am very fascinated with different cultures. I hate flying. But, you know, this is one flight there, and then three and a half months later, one flight home. And so I was like, you know what? I can do this. This is the perfect opportunity for me to live somewhere else. Perfect. Yeah, that's a great answer. Um, So it's like speaking of the program and stuff. So what type of classes did you take while you're abroad? And how were like the format of those classes compared to classes here at St. Norbert? So we had to take a Czech class, um, which is the language that they speak there. Mm -hmm. And that was, I had the most awesome professor. um, And that was where I was able to meet a lot of other people from my program. Um, And so that was, that was your typical 100 level language class. I actually took five classes um, and the classes were three hours once a week. Um, okay. So that was kind of rough because I had three <laughs> classes on Tuesdays and that's a lot of hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the classes were formatted pretty similar. I, because I came home um, about a month after classes started, right. I don't know if the format of the tests would have been different because I only had a couple of tests before I went okay. home. Sure. But they were, they were your similar, you know, short answer essay-based tests. Okay. So when you went home, were you able to continue with your classes or how did that work? I was able to continue with my classes. And originally, the university said that you would have to attend class at the same time. Oh, my. Um, so, you know, 1 a.m., 3 a.m. Yes. Um, but then luckily, once everybody was set, sent home and our program literally shut down then they changed it and you could do it asynchronously oh cool yeah right um 
So how would you describe like the campus lifestyle um, compared to St. Norbert's? Well, um, it's the university is in a castle. It's not very oh, large. Yeah. yeah, there aren't a ton of classrooms. In fact, it's only there's a courtyard in the middle and two of the sides are the university and the other two sides are like an elementary school. I mean, I never saw the kids, but um, <laughs> I lived a half hour walk away from campus. So, um, and really nobody lived near campus. We were spread out all over Prague. And okay. I wasn't able, unfortunately, to make any friends that were full-time four-year students at the university. So I have no idea what university housing is like. But okay. I do know that there was a cafe on campus, um, way nicer than Ed's, but don't tell them <laughs> I said that. <laughs> um, we'll keep it a secret. <laughs> okay, good. And that was really nice. And they did some student events. It was um, 40 cents beers and wine one night. So, yeah, it was awesome. honestly not remotely similar to here. <laughs> That's sometimes kind of cool, though, just seeing a different experience and, like, go to school in a castle. That's pretty cool, too. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that there's a 30-minute walk to campus. So how, like, was public transportation available? Did you walk a lot? Like, how did that go for you? I think I walked home from class one time um, because it's a long walk with a backpack. Yeah, sure. And the <laughs> quickest way is over the Charles Bridge, which is a total tourist not trapped mm, but sure. hot spot yeah um, so I took the public transportation and don't quote me on this but I'm pretty sure at some point recently Prague was ranked number five for public transportation um oh. yeah and so I took the trams but my one friend lived very close to a metro stop so she would take the metro um, but you have really a lot of options for public transportation. Unfortunately, it was 20 minutes, um, including an eight-minute walk to the tram stop and then a two-minute walk from the other tram stop to the university. But it wasn't too bad. The public transportation is very nice. It's very safe. Prague is the safest okay. capital city in Europe. So. Oh, awesome. That's good that you felt safe there. That's super good to know. Um, so you mentioned before that the Prague lifestyle, like they're pretty prompt and on time people. Um, so besides that, like what were your favorite, like some of your favorite aspects about Prague and what do you miss now about Prague now that you're home? For sure. I miss living in a city. Um, cause I live way out in the sticks at home. I am in the middle of nowhere. You can't walk to anywhere. You have to drive everywhere. Right. <laughs> and right. it was so nice to not have to drive. Like I loved it so much. And I was able to get a lot of exercise because I was walking everywhere. And then when right. I got home, there was, I would have to go on three walks a day to maintain that level. So that is definitely one of the things I missed most, and I know it sounds superficial, but it's actually a really big deal to me. Yeah. Um, some aspects of the culture. Um, well, okay. So I think this year Prague is celebrating 30 years. The Czech Republic is celebrating 30 years, not under communism. So post-communism, okay. sure. but um, they were a communist country for a very long time. 
And so, you know, in a communist country, if somebody's chatting you up, it's because they're trying to get intel to report you to the authorities. So right. there's no small talk, nothing like that, which was fantastic. Oh, <laughs> yeah. In the city proper, there are quiet hours. After 10 p.m., you can get fined up to $400 for wow. violating quiet hours. Okay, I know this sounds miserable, but because beer is literally cheaper than water, people just mm -hmm. go to the bars and the clubs. And mm -hmm. so, like, house parties aren't a thing. But, yeah, I love that. Nobody was allowed to be loud. <laughs> oh, awesome. That's good to know. Yeah, I think people definitely value that, like, their quiet time and everything. Mm -hmm. um, so what was the weather like for you when you were there in springtime? Um, so I was there from... I think February 5th to March 13th, which mm -hmm. is not prime weather in most places. Right. <laughs> um, so it was cold and rainy okay. um, and windy. I was not in love with the weather. Right. But it was fine. Yeah. Um, so were there, are there any like signature food items for Prague or Czech Republic? And did you try them? Yes. A lot of Eastern European foods and Eastern Europe is not known for having delicious food. Um, <laughs> goulash, which is kind of like a beef stew. Mm -hmm. I had that. I've had that before. Um, yeah. Other than that, I feel like there might have been one or two things that are quintessential Prague, but I can't think of them. Oh, no problem. I mean, overall, did you enjoy the food there? Like, did you have to, like, change your diet a lot or... No, I didn't have to change my diet um, because, like, there's not really living on campus. Right. I cooked for my roommate and I a lot. Okay. Um, and that was fantastic because I'm a good cook. Oh, awesome. And honestly, one thing I wish I would have done, y'all heed my advice, I wish I would have eaten out more. I know it's expensive. It can get expensive. But honestly, do it like it's so worth it for the experience yeah. even if you try a place and you hate the food like right. that's right. a fun story at least right I know when I was abroad too I remember we tried to cook a lot but we also were like we should treat ourselves once in a while to like some good restaurant food and you know especially the foods that are harder to make or like the cultural type foods I definitely <laughs> agree with you on that <laughs> all right so your semester abroad was obviously cut short due to the coronavirus. So if you're okay talking about that, like how did the situation begin for you? And like, were you noticing that things were changing in Prague during that time? So it was about a week long. Um, okay. So Monday to Friday, Monday, March 9th, if I can do math, but I can't really do math. So maybe it was the 8th. Um, it was the first case in Prague in the Czech Republic was reported okay. um, or maybe that was Sunday and then by Monday there were three cases and then it got up to I think nine cases Tuesday we got an email from the university the university was going to be shut down for the rest of the week um, which mm -hmm. didn't really matter to me because I didn't have classes Thursday or Friday um, okay but then they would reevaluate and maybe transition to all online Wednesday, 11 p.m. Prague time, I got an email from St. Norbert saying that I had to come home by the end of March or my credits might not count. 
So mm-hmm. I called my mom crying, very upset about Aww, that. Yeah. Because the Czech imagine. Republic, yeah, well, the Czech Republic was doing fine. So, right. like, I was like, why are you making me come home? Thursday, right. I wake up, very long text from my mom that said, St. Norbert is making you come home. You have a flight tomorrow. You leave from Boslav Havel Airport at 10.50. You've got a layover in Poland. And then you'll land in Chicago around 9 p.m. And so mm-hmm. I had one day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that was unfortunate. So how did you handle that one day? I mean, like, what were your emotions like? Oof, I did not have time to process anything. I was the first right. of my friends to leave. And okay. thank goodness I did, because that was right before the, the semi-travel ban. And my right. friends had so much trouble getting home. Honestly, oh, no. I'm writing about it in an essay for law school. <laughs> like, oh wow, it, yeah. was, it was a nightmare for them. And I was trying to help them from overseas. So we just did, we tried to do everything that I wanted to. Obviously, we couldn't, especially mm-hmm. because I had wanted to travel to so many places. And luckily, my grandparents had visited and we went to Barcelona and that was fantastic. But that was the only time I traveled at yeah. all. But we went to different churches just to see them. We ate at a couple restaurants that I really wanted to try. But that Thursday was when they started in Prague. Um, businesses could not be open past 8 p.m. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a, a good time to leave. But I I think I cried a little bit. But mostly I was a disaster at packing and right right I mean you're right you kind of had this thrown on you last minute and you're confused why you had to come home and Mm -hmm. too overwhelmed yeah absolutely um so I think you mentioned this kind of like with your friends how they had to handle the airport but was the airport okay for you when you had to leave or you know was it hard to get a flight home um, St. Norbert and my mom took care of it while I was okay. asleep because there's a seven yeah. hour time difference. Right, um, right. So I woke up to that text. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not one of the last flights back to the U.S. Like they continued to do flights for a while. Um, I don't know if it was very hard. It might have been very hard to get me a seat on that particular flight. But St. Norbert wanted me to come home before the March 13th, midnight, now you have to go through all these restrictions type thing. Right, right. So it was very, a very last minute flight. And then the layover in Poland, if you don't know, if you're not super familiar with Eastern Europe, Poland is east of Prague. Um, mm-hmm. So I had to fly east and then west. <laughs> west, oh boy. But, Going the way. <laughs> exactly. But in Poland, the... We, the plane landed, the Polish military, three members of the Polish army came on the plane. They did not speak English. They were taking everybody's temperature. I had to cough for oh, no. half an hour. And I was like, Elise Caroline Scarter, I swear to God, if you cough, <laughs> you cannot cough. And yeah. a study abroad student actually had to get taken off the plane to go see a doctor. And oh, I wow. was like, oh my God, thank God that's not me. So that mm-hmm. was honestly somewhat terrifying because you're in a foreign country you might get stuck there to quarantine that was really scary for me Mm -hmm. absolutely um so when you did finally arrive back home 
what were the next steps that you took? Like, did you have to quarantine and kind of how did you like mentally come to terms with your situation? Um, still haven't really done that yet. <laughs> um, just because it was chaotic. Yes, right. I had to quarantine for two weeks. Um, but really, that didn't entail much because I just stayed in my house and went for walks around the subdivision. My mom, yeah. however, works for a freighter hospital. Um, and they told her, you can't come to work um, because your daughter is getting back from Europe. And okay. it turned out that um, she's been working from home ever since. <laughs> oh, wow. So it was fine that that happened because that yeah. Monday they said, you're all working from home. But it did affect my mom a little bit. My dad already okay. worked from home and my sister okay. kept going to school. But, you know, little sisters, we hardly interacted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, did you like at least feel kind of a sense of relief when you got home that at least you were home safe, you know, with no. your family? No, no. My mom wanted me to stay because she knew it was so much safer there. Right. And I was not scared of being separated from my family in that time. No, I mean, I so wish I could have stayed and Mm -hmm. my family was fine with me staying, which I know is not um, the typical response. And probably many families felt very strongly that they wanted their kids to come home. But my Mm -hmm. mom is a data analyst And she's been working on COVID for months. And she was Mm -hmm. like, I've seen the data. I know that Elise is so much safer in Prague. Like, I don't want this experience to be taken from her. She'll be fine there. We have family nearby. So, yeah, I wanted to stay. And my family was (laughs) fine with me staying. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. Um, so overall, like, what have you learned from your study abroad experience? Doesn't necessarily have to do with, you know, having to come home early, but just in general, what are some things that you learned maybe about yourself too? So I learned that I can totally live in the city. Um, I have chronic lower back pain. And so really the most exercise I can do is walking and walking is actually legitimate exercise for me, Mm -hmm. but my back and my body adapted so quickly and that was a big concern for me and so that was fantastic to know that my body can still do that um Mm -hmm. and so that was awesome to learn especially because I want to go to law school in a big city next year and so you know it was just really nice to know that I'll be able to adjust absolutely Um, I learned that I can be self-sufficient and live on my own but I already kind of knew that so (laughs) Right. Um, it just confirmed it. Confirmed it, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. That, nothing really all that deep. I loved it there. Mm-hmm. I took uh, some really difficult classes that have actually, like, helped me a lot since then because I oh, know cool. a lot. Um, it gave me an interesting understanding because I took race and civil rights in the U.S., which is really interesting mm-hmm. to take in a different country. But so yeah. I was introduced to some really interesting perspectives about racism in the U.S. versus racism in Europe. And okay. so it, it was really more academic stuff that I learned. I feel like I'm not really selling the study abroad experience, but I absolutely no, no, loved no, it. Trust me. <laughs> All the streets are Uh, cobblestone, which can get annoying, 
but it's just Mm -hmm. gorgeous there. It's got the most churches. The view from our apartment was of the super gorgeous church. Um, Our apartment was super nice. Most of the apartments are seriously study abroad, and I would highly recommend Prague. Yeah, so kind of going off that to wrap it up. um, So what is some advice you would give to students who are thinking they want to study abroad or maybe thinking that they're not good candidates for it? Okay, if you think you're not a good candidate because you have anxiety or depression, same. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And we were a bit concerned, but I adjusted right away and I was perfectly fine. Um, And I think at the first kind of study abroad fair for first years, um, a couple of people, myself included, talked about how it made us honestly less anxious because it proved to us that we can do it. Absolutely. And if you think you can't because of health issues, you can. I mean, maybe you have super severe health issues, but at least try to look into it because that would really suck if that was what was holding you back because it's an amazing experience. Do it. Like, it's the same price. You'll never get to do this again. Yeah, it's a cliche, but literally, there are so many discounts for students. And Mm -hmm. when on earth will you ever get this opportunity again? Spoiler alert, you won't. (laughs) All right. I could not have said that better myself. Well, thank you so much, Elise, for joining me on this podcast and getting to know more about you and your time abroad in Prague. We'll see you guys later. Goodbye.